0: You're listening to the Sports Blog New York Podcast. My name is Peter Kennedy, and I am your host. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. Today, I am joined by my good friends, the Run Up to Score Fantasy Football Podcast. That includes Don Wagonblast, Scott Wagonblast, and Tom Hillier. They've been on this podcast before, and it is a blast every single time. And I get smarter about fantasy football every single time. So the Ruts FF Podcast is on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you listen to podcasts. So check them out for sure. And if you don't believe me now, check out this episode. You're going to like what you hear from those three after you listen to it. So definitely check them out. But this podcast here is also on iTunes, Apple podcasts, and Spotify. Check us out, Sports Blog New York Podcast. Clearly you're listening to me right now, so you're already here. Continue to support the podcast by maybe leaving a rating and review. I always appreciate hearing from you guys. Hit me on Twitter at PKennedy with two Ys and we'll be locked in to the NFL season with the MLB playoffs rolling around and the NBA season sneaky not too far away. But this podcast is all about football. It's opening day, people. It's going to be electric. I know I can't wait. I know Don Scott and Tom can't wait. They've been doing all sorts of pre-draft things – when it comes to fantasy football, but now it's time for the games to begin. What are the angles you need to take from this point on out? Did you do a good job with your draft? These guys are ruthless. They have great strategies, and they've been crushing fantasy football for years. And the Ruts FF podcast is in season three, and they are a well-oiled machine with great takes, great jokes, and they're always a good time. So stay tuned for the Run Up the Score Fantasy Football Podcast with Don, Scott, and Tom right here on the Sports Blog New York podcast. go sports block New York podcast joined with some special guests the run up the score fans football podcast Don Wagonblast Scott Wagonblast and Tom Hillier the Ruts boys are here for the fans football preview 2019 season these guys have been ripping out episodes every week sometimes multiple a week always multiple a week they've been ripping out in, the content and it's been awesome in
1: season we go multiple
0: yes we're, we're up to content two episodes a stop. week
2: Tuesdays Thursdays 4 a.m. <laughs> up on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts wherever Eastern you. time. So does Dire. So if you're up super late on the West Coast, you can kinda you can might be able to listen to it at one
0: AM too. There you right? go. Yeah, that's, and yeah. I, that's, I'm sure that's where the bulk of your listeners come. <laughs> <laughs> but like not- that,
2: Denmark <laughs> one AM one AM Tuesday morning, of course. We got a big Sao Paulo. This is the Sao Paulo <laughs> season. We got a big Brazilian
0: kick this year. I for get the it, Caro Santos. You got to take those listens where you can get them. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I feel you. Oh yeah. But nonetheless, oh, yeah. thrilled to have the Ruts boys, the Ruts Fans Football Podcast, run the score with me here today. So, the place I want to start, just because listening to your pod throughout this whole preseason, getting the itch for fans football and football, like I don't know, like two months ago, I started getting the real itch, and you guys were able to deliver, and the way you guys navigate strategy navigate beating out the average players in your league and, and and just not doing like a typical draft where you've been doing it since you know twenty ten. That's kind of your guys' angle and I do enjoy it. And uh, I want to just open it up. Don, since you tend to open your episodes, I'll go to you first. This year specifically, now that there's more information than ever, there's more players than ever, is it a little more difficult to find these angles or are you guys still ripping through the great strategies?
2: It's not difficult to find the angles. It's been a little bit more difficult to execute them because a lot of the guys who we're in leagues with listen to the episode. Yeah. <laughs> and like when you do that, and it's like when you do that, like in everybody knows who you like. So whoever's picking around you knows, like if they're if they hey, want to take the like, and they can't let them slide. Um, and but it's it's nice because like we do this because we want to make people more educated and better at fantasy football. And in doing so, like a lot of our friends have just been dominating other leagues. And then the leagues that we're in with them are just that much more difficult. We had a league last year. I think it was seven out of the 10 teams were six and seven or seven and six. And it was just insane. Like it was just an insanely competitive league and that's what you want. So finding the angles, not so difficult executing them to perfection. I've had a difficult time with it this year. I don't know about, you. I think it depends on your draft because Tom just walked out of a draft with an absolute monster squad. So we still get those all the time too.
1: Yeah, and if you're in those leagues where you would consider it maybe a savvy league, it becomes the savvy move to do the opposite, right? Right. So if the whole league is waiting on quarterback and no one's, everyone's afraid to move on Pat Mahomes, like some middle schoolers at a we grade say go fan, ahead, and do it. you know, you pick Pat Mahomes, you know, you get the girl in the in the sixth round <laughs> yeah. and you crush the league. Yeah. But you know, I'm not going for him in the second round.
0: Right what was the yeah. most ridiculous thing you've seen in your drafts this year? Like the most outrageous pick where you said, Holy hell, this guy just did that.
2: I had someone take James White in the first round of a standard <laughs> league.
1: No. Oh, way. Wow. Yeah. RB seven last Tell year. Tell me uh, Wait. <laughs> there
2: was there was some confusion in the information that the person was given. And they thought they were looking at the like consensus player rankings. But really, they were just looking at oh, literally wait. a list of running backs. Oh, <laughs> no. And James White was like seventh on the list. And they were like, oh, seventh pick. He's still there. Lock him up. I, have and the, I was like, oh, yeah. I have
1: an all-timer. This is the craziest one ever. So my roommate, he's actually from Germany. He doesn't really know much about professional football. I make him a rankings list, right? Um, it's my own shorthand. It's my own statted out stuff. Instead of writing Michael Thomas, I write Mike Thomas. And in this league, in this draft, he's just searching players and drafting them based, based on what he says. on my rankings.
2: Not who what team they're on or anything. So
1: he writes in Mike Thomas, wide receiver, LA Rams. Oh no.
0: Is he like their sixth receiver? He's irrelevant. He might have got cut. He
1: probably got cut. I can't imagine that he will even score a fantasy. First point round. This
0: year. Oh no, like your, your poor roommate! Thomas. You better help him hawk the waiver wire to make up for it.
1: Yeah, his team is actually loaded. It's a it's a really small. It's like an eight man league from work or something, um, and those guys are assholes if I can say that. <laughs> right. <laughs> They should have. They should have. They should have a bit of a redo yeah, on that one. The sure. Rams.
2: Mike Thomas made the team. For those of us who are curious, got to hold.
1: Them. I got to hold on, break on to him. Breakout
0: <laughs> At this point, you got to keep him like... for a couple of weeks just to see what happens. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not a lot
1: of room on that offense. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's unbelievable. And you know the rankings really do come into play here because if you look at different sites, like the rankings are absolutely all over the place. That's why it was a fancy pros. I was using that to make my little uh, Excel sheet and trying to find the consensus ranking, ranking right. uh, their best ranking, the worst ranking, whatever, all standard deviation, all that crap. Like Nick Chubb is the one guy who stuck out to me this year because ESPN has him like I don't know, 19th or something like that, like pretty damn low on the rankings trail and y- meanwhile, you go to Yahoo and he's 4th. Like how does yeah. how does two sites, the two basically biggest sites in the world, how do they have that big a separation on one guy?
2: Uh, that's a great question because I think and the funny thing is I think the answer of where he should have been was somewhere in the middle of those two numbers. So Agreed. it's great. <laughs> right. But at the same time, it's like they there are individuals, there are people who have, you know, biases or whatever and for sure. You know, I think I think Yahoo just people love drank Kool Aid on Freddie Kitchen. Yeah. Well, I think and
1: what it, a lot of it comes really down it. to is who is the the content creator behind that site, yeah, and how they push the ADP. Because, like, let's say you're on ESPN and you're getting pumped those videos of you know Matthew Barry and the gang, right. and Matthew Barry decides, you know, I don't really like Nick Chubb as much this year, but what is it on Yahoo? Evan Silva, he says, oh, I do like him. Brad, Brad this could be guy, wrong. Yeah. These, you know, yeah. right, Josh X and Y, you know, yeah, and. And until the there's a fantasy football platform that's supporting us,
2: yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly.
1: then it's like Day Day Westbrook gets pushed to the fourth round all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're going to Yahoo, and he's an eighth round guy. And Marvin
2: Jones is going in like the fifth, and no one understands why yeah, because they I, just got him in the tenth and in, in, uh, ESPN. I
1: think it has something to do with that, with who is publishing those updates, even those like periodic like oh this is what's going on in camp and this is why it's good or bad right and i think that when you're on you're a casual player and you decide the adp in those mock drafts or whatever right. the real drafts um you're getting updates from probably one app
2: right and pete it's great that you brought that up because that's like one of the things that we've really been hammering home this season is like when you go into your fantasy draft you need to make your own rankings right because you're not yeah. going to agree with everybody people probably people listen to us probably don't agree with us a lot it's of it's your time. it's your ranking but, relative to yeah, the ADP where you find the value. That, yeah, that's yeah. The, literally you create you. If you make your own rankings, you literally create your own value based off of ADP yeah. that the site gives you, you cannot, who you should take early, who you should take late. You, you know, you can literally figure it out based off. you that. should pay. I know it's fun, but you should pay absolutely no mind to the draft grades that Yahoo and ESPN give out. They are useless. Does ESPN
0: even give out the, rankings? the draft grades? I don't even know if they do.
1: They may not actually. Oh, I don't think I they don't, do. Oops. So I definitely don't, don't pay don't any y- mind y- to
0: ESPN's because like, they don't do anything for you. That's another thing why ESPN gets it's annoying. It's like even if you don't care too much about the Yahoo thing, it's kind of nice, you know. They say you yeah. did yeah. B plus. It's nice to thumb through. Yeah, yeah. My like I did my Yahoo one, and they were like big negative. You were the last person in your league to take a quarterback, and like I took, I took one in the thirteenth a- round.
2: Plus great, grades. great like, job. Yeah, yeah. There's no, like there's no problem with that. There's going to be. We're proud of you. There, I think, Tom, what you said it was, I think it was two years ago. There were more quarterbacks that produced quarterback one numbers than there were starting quarterback positions in the NFL.
1: It's yeah. so <laughs> like every year.
2: quarterbacks did that. And, thir- and even just look at last year, the the Bucks. Like how many weeks were Fitzpatrick and Winston quarterback ones? I mean, yep. Nick Mullins did it for, for a couple of weeks it's, when he was starting but for but San hard. Francisco. But There's hard. usually
1: over 50 quarterbacks that get started in a. Th- in an NFL league, and then now you're looking in a let's say a 10 man fantasy league, the replaceability factor is just so high because each. Oh team, yeah, and I know this sounds like breaking it down Barney style, but each team <laughs> only starts one quarterback. Right. Yeah, you, you got to stock up on the, the positions that they yeah. ask you to start. But go ahead, yeah. like, go
2: exactly. ahead, though. take Patrick Mahomes
0: over Antonio Brown. Do it. I dare you. Man. It helps
1: us. <laughs> yeah, For I love real. it. I love to see it. You know, oh, and, and I need more leagues like it.
0: Another thing that I always find funny, and Tom, you literally gave us the example before we started recording, as you were in the midst of your draft, some people just get like a stink on their name for no reason. Like I know in one of my drafts, Carry on Johnson was, I forget the ranking. Wow. Say, say he was like 24th or something like that in the ESPN yep. ranking. Like all of a sudden it's like the 33rd pick and now like everyone's just passing him. And all of a How sudden, far did he go? I think he went into like the, the mid, the mid late thirties and it was like 26. It's and then, <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was outrageous. And we had one auto Word pick in the so draft. Of course we had one auto pick in the draft and the auto pick got him. And the kid was so
1: pissed right behind yeah, that's him. Least that's what happens about auto pick because it ruins that crazy nature of right. a live draft where, I mean, that's, well, I have a, Opposite opinion because today I had an auto pick guy who picked Melvin Gordon from my work league. Right, and it kind of worked in your favor. You deserve that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You deserve Melvin Gordon the third. If you're not going to be at the draft, yeah. And meanwhile, my
0: my friend who's stuck on a plane in Virginia opens up his fantasy app when he when he finally lands and is like, "Wait, I got!" He's like, "I got Josh Jacobs, carry on Johnson, and Ezekiel (laughs) Elliott." Like, what? How did this happen? It's outrageous.
1: that's uh, it just happened so weirdly. Like uh, Chris Godwin slipped to me at 70. And if I didn't pick him, who knows yeah. where he would have wound right. up? And it's a full point PPR league. Chris Oof. Godwin supposed to play the Larry Fitzgerald role Oof. for Bruce Arians. If
2: Tom didn't pick him. He's, he's not even breathing for this pod right now. I, no. I probably hang him from the ceiling over here. Yeah.
1: Don was mad at me that I took Tyler Boyd over him like three rounds. Ago. Yeah. <laughs> I, was. So I was like, wait, what? And then
2: he still got him. So, yes, it, it is a. It's very interesting. It's hilarious it's, though. You're never quite sure which players are going to have that happen to them. either. Right. We got out of a draft uh, last weekend where I ended up with Joe Mixon in the third round and Amari Cooper in the fourth. And that was a full round behind where both of those guys were going. And I had, I hadn't even really considered the idea of having those guys on my team. Cause I was like, I'm not gonna be in any position to draft these guys. Right. And so it's just it's just you look down and you're like, You hey, gotta be ready for anything.
0: Them. Well, I guess yeah. that's what happens to some players. You know, they're they make their pick and they're like, oh, I don't have to wait like another however many picks, twelve picks, whatever it is. And then oh, like they're just looking down the list because they're like, Well, I'm not gonna get these first four guys because they're gonna be gone. And then yeah. you put guys in your queue, and then you just you miss Chris Godwin, and you're an idiot. And that's what happens yeah. to some people.
1: Or people walk in and they go, I'm getting this guy in this round, this guy in this round, this yeah, guy right. in this round. And then Chris Godwin at a discount all of a sudden doesn't fit their plan.
0: Right.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, Well, it's well, good. It's good yeah. that he doesn't fit your plan. Your yeah. plan is worse than having Chris Godwin yeah.
2: and your plan. I can't imagine having that plan. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> it's, it's just very funny the anyway, way it works out. And I love the parody of a fantasy football draft. You can mock. You can do everything you can to prepare for it. Does not but matter. Something weird always happens. And Nothing makes it beats a lot of fun. You and your oh, buddies yeah.
2: having a couple of beers and just like letting it rip on the trip. Or
1: the little chat feature yes. that's really getting after it. Love Those an are, active chat. Yeah. I love an active chat. It makes the world it. Or a real world live draft.
0: Nothing Oof. better than that. No, no. Can't no. beat it. Uh, Wait, speaking of plans, though, because I heard you guys kick around a number of plans. You just applauded me live on this podcast uh, for me taking a quarterback in the 13th round. So thank you. But speaking of plans, you know, a lot of people
2: could have waited longer.
0: (laughs) I couldn't. I don't think because ESPN was going to force me to take a defense and a special teams and I wouldn't have had a choice. Um, But plan wise with running backs, receivers, everyone kind of has their. Their thing, it's like, all right, I have to get a running back and a receiver with my first two picks. I'm going heavy running back. I'm going receiver. Is there one, you know, lane there that you guys like to live on, or is it just so dependent on what how it breaks out?
2: Absolutely not. I think a lot of it's dictated by what pick you get. So, um, you know, if you have a front end pick. You really can't go wide receiver heavy. You're you're kind of hamstringing yourself if you if you reach on like Devontae Adams at like pick two. That's not really what you know his ADP dictates or really what you should be doing. You know, go ahead and take your Saquon Barkley, Bar- your your Alvin Kamara instead, and that kind of trickles down to you know how you take it from there. But I would say through the first, especially this year, the drafts, the first like five rounds, I'm basically completely open book. I want to end up with either three receivers or three running backs, and you know two of the opposite but what rounds they come off it all depends on on the value really and there's a ton there yeah. was a ton early in drafts this year so i don't know i kind of thought the first few rounds were a little hard yeah. to screw up and we can always we can even answer this question by going back to what we just talked about like you don't know where guys are going to fall you don't know which guys are going to you know which which players in your league are going to reach for somebody that you didn't expect like you just never know what's going to happen like we had a guy in our league traded up to the first pick of the second round to take Travis Kelsey what?
1: A where keeper league, too. It was so. a keeper league, so uh, it's, it's a little more he, funky. He moves up a little bit, right. but
2: like, I think he might have gotten him if he didn't make the trade, yeah. which ends up benefiting Tom's team because Tom was the guy with the first pick in the second round. But you know, one of the things I will say is like if I was in a full-point PPR league this year and I had a back-end pick, I would say nine times out of ten I ended up going wide receiver, wide receiver.
1: I was going like, to chime in with that. Yeah. And I, I actually do think this is a year where – You'll hear that zero RB, that term, right. you know, just not committing to a running back early was a successful strategy, which might make it a trendy thing next, next year. year. Right. But when this right. has happened before, that hasn't really bared out to be true. Yeah. They just thought, oh, the NFL's changing. You can go zero RB and then. Became running back heavy once and
2: then Christian McCaffrey and Saquon came into the league.
1: I think we're in a year that you could have pulled it off, but I don't think that it was necessary to try to do that to win a league.
2: And that's the beautiful thing about the game, too, is like none of what we did that succeeded this year will work next year. It's going to be a completely different landscape that we're going to have to start fresh with and. And kind of just take it as as you know, take the value as it comes to us. I yep. think
0: and I think that's the beauty of it too, right? So I mean if we're talking about consensus here, I think it's pretty clear there was like there's a three and a half, a top three and a half, and I say half because Ezekiel Elliott in certain leagues, people were just scared, depending on when they drafted, when he would be back. Yep. He could have fell. But if you were confident he was gonna play, you know, he's he's the fourth guy off the board probably, right? So Saquon, McCaffrey, Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, in whatever order you got him. And like but then if you're like you said, drafting eight, nine, ten 10 – Maybe you don't love Dalvin Cook or Todd Gurley this year or whatever it may be, and and you're just like, screw it. I'll just go late and wait for – Eckler, like or James Conner, who's going a little later, and right. it, it, it really depends, I guess. That's a good point where you draft there. And I just remember the reaction I got when I drafted Chubb eleventh in my ESPN draft, <laughs> and people looked at me like I was some sort of lunatic, and I was like, "Y'all don't listen to Ruts," and like, yeah. and you guys know half the people in this draft, and I'm pissed because actually I'm happy they didn't listen. But I got like Dave Rondesco, Jake DeWitt, like these guys are. You guys are. You guys know who they are. They're not oh, listening yeah. to Ruts, and that's their loss. I take Chubb eleventh, and I, I feel like i'm sitting pretty
2: yeah that's nice as uh, you should yeah he's a he's a fine pick back there you know like i pick 11 for for me i i was tending to go toward that receiver talent but i also understand that upside with chubb i believe uh tom tom what pick
1: did you take 11. Chubb at? yeah there you go Oh, i took juju 10 whoa 11. yeah that was i man league. i went
0: Chubb 11 juju whatever it is 13 no uh 14 whatever it would 14. be 14. yeah, yeah. my nice. backside how are we doing tom let's get it <laughs> We're gonna crush it! Yeah, I'm you guys who watch together on
1: Sundays. I'm a huge Juju guy this year.
0: Yeah, I love it. I mean, as
2: everyone should be. He's the most fun. I'm yeah. a
0: huge just like Steelers guy. I think in this in uh, this year because they're gonna be so ready to turn Pete like to just shut people up and piss them off, and that yeah, comes especially to Ben. I mean, Tomlin, the, the I Ewing. Think. Are you guys familiar with the Ewing theory? Oh yeah. So, Ewing Bill theory Simmons, of Antonio Simmons Brown. Simmons listener, huh, oh, dude, come on. Yeah. Of course. Yep. Uh
2: that's actually going to be the second most listened to podcast behind my own.
0: <laughs> Respect that. Like uh Big Ben last year threw a million yards and he's still going to throw a million yards. The Steelers have a way of putting out good skill players, almost no matter what. A la James Conner, like I think a guy like Benny. S-
2: Sanders. Yeah, that Benny Snell
0: is again. a rookie who shouldn't really be talked about in fantasy drafts, but he's a guy who I could truly imagine by week six is like somebody you're really considering picking up on the waiver wire, and he's yeah, he's you're a-
2: dropping Jalen Samuels for Benny Snell. I could see it. In a heartbeat.
0: Exactly. So Steelers, I'm all in. And by the way, my 13th round quarterback was Big Ben, Humble Bragg. How you doing? Hey Ben. Um, and you got the
1: Juju stack too. That's great. <laughs> How you doing, How
0: you doing? <laughs> But is there anyone else in that first round, like running back or receiver? So like the David Johnson of the worlds, the DeAndre Hopkins of the worlds. Those guys from like five to nine range. Is there one guy who you just said I'm good on this year? Like, n- there's always that guy in the first round who ends up crap in his pants and not being the guy you thought he was going to be. Who's that guy for you this year who you just didn't want any part of? There's a
2: lot of fingers pointing to Le'Veon Bell right now just because he's on a new team. Uh, Adam Gase, the new Jets head coach, has been in the bottom three teams of the league in terms of pace of play, which doesn't suit well for a running back who you know depends on getting the ball a lot and being on the field a lot. Uh, I've just been scared of him because especially when it came out, Gase didn't want him. Like when you have right. when you have a coach yeah. who has a running back that he didn't really yeah, want yeah but he, I mean that's that's so I get that but I'm just I'm curious to see what Le'Veon Bell does and because I was so curious and because i didn't I really didn't feel like I knew anything about what to expect from him I didn't end up with him anywhere this year um, I just didn't really have a pick in that range but I was not afraid of any of the players in that range yeah. I thought that the first round was really deep this year and you know if I had David Johnson or DeAndre Hopkins or any of the guys that you Michael said, Michael Thomas from the Michael Saints. Thomas, even Nick Chubb, you know, even Odell any was one of those guys.
1: I think it was a loaded year. Yeah, yeah. pick nine.
2: But, I was taking Tyreek Hill, and I was pumped about it too.
1: I, when I think of a first-round bust of recent times, I think of when Lamar Miller was traded oh, from the Dolphins Jay to the Texans, and they go, "Oh yeah, he's gonna get all this work," and yeah. you know, it just makes sense. So you still get in on it, and you think, "Yeah, that makes a lot of sense." Yeah. But there wasn't any picks this year where there was like that big pitch or a big movement where you have to do a little bit of mental gymnastics and say, yeah, I understand why this would work. Right. And I think the only person you could point to in that one is Odell Beckham Jr. And for me, I'm the biggest truther of him on the podcast. So I think the first and second round, even the third and fourth, like I, I think we were blessed this year. Yeah, I agree. Fantasy yeah. stuff. And I I don't think that that's um, always reliable. I think that no, sometimes it just shakes out well, in the favor of fantasy players. And there because, was
2: a scoring surge in the offense last year, which translated to the fantasy landscape. I mean, there were a ton of guys. Like I did, I went back and did stats for one of our leagues, and half of the league scored the most points they'd ever scored in a single season sheesh. in the league last year. Wow. Yeah. So it's a huge deal. Yeah.
1: The last thing I was gonna say is just that the NFL doesn't think about that their teams in the same way that we are thinking about their teams. Yep. So those two things don't always line up. And I think we're in a year where it does.
0: At least it feels like it. Is it there a, is there a Todd Gurley scare out of you guys or no? Because some people no. were real turned off there. I mean,
2: we've done a lot we of number, number crunching crunch. on him. And, you know, if you conservatively take 60% of what he's averaged over the last two years with John McVay, which it, is he's almost like, unprecedented. He's like RB. He finishes as like RB 7 or 8. Last yeah. year. And the value that you're getting him at right now is like RB almost. Like in Yahoo, it's like RB 15. Oh, my god! And gosh. in ESPN, it's like RB, you know, it's it's past RB 10 yeah. or around RB 10. So you're getting a huge value on his floor where his ceiling is the best player in fantasy without a question. Yeah, and he's he's been the RB 1 in back-to-back years and threw down 30 in week 15 last year. Yeah, like, Dan, not only
1: does he do it, about, he does it in the playoffs. How about the stat that you found today? Yeah, he's the, got
2: the, he had the most 30-point games in fantasy football last year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And he missed week 16 and 17. So am I going to take that chance in the second round? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you we better, got him in the third round in the in a big money league that the Ruts boys do together and we could not have been more excited about it.
0: Yeah. Exciting. I love that. Very I, exciting. Uh, moving to like a little bit later in the draft, there's two wide receivers that I find a contention point with some of my friends and some stuff I see on Twitter, and they're on the same team. It's Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. Now Thielen obviously uh, had like the 10 weeks of all time leading off the season last year. He was insane. Fell apart in the playoffs. going to
2: like our answer. I'm going to tell you right now. Well, you don't yeah.
0: you, you don't know what my 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 answer is going to be. I it's don't know. Based as on well. the format of your league, but well, continue. Oh, sheesh. <laughs> oh, come on with that. Uh yeah. no, that's a fair fair answer, actually. And then there's <laughs> Stefan Diggs, who still had a thousand yards, who had the same amount of touchdowns as Thielen. And uh, does it come down to like p- people not trusting Kirk Cousins? Like, because that's what happened towards the end of the year when you needed them in the playoffs and they didn't really show up. Is there a guy out of those two you you do prefer? I know you just said depends on what? your league, but say standard like PPR. Twelve, personally, whatever it is. Well,
1: just, just cut Scott and say half point PPR because, like, okay. I would, I would assume that we would say Thielen has the benefit in full point PPR. Of course, in standard, we might be more apt to go with Diggs, but in half point PPR, it does become a little bit yeah. more dicey. Half point
2: PPR, I'm literally, I have literally told people, just take the guy you like more, so whoever you want to root guy. for more. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think the cheaper option is something that I always yeah. kind of preach, but the funny thing with them is their ADP is always right next to each other because no one can decide. No. No. Yeah, because
2: they're within picks of each other in every draft.
1: Yeah. So Someone's
2: like, oh, you pick Diggs, I'll take Thielen. It's or not even like that
1: time. where we used to always take Michael Crabtree instead of Amari Cooper and always finish no. better than Amari. Yeah. You know what I mean? Always. So they're so close to each other that you can't really play that. I'll just take the later guy. So, uh, if it, I
2: had to pick one, though, uh, across any format, I think it would be Thielen. Yeah. I, I was I, leaning digs towards the towards the middle of the offseason, and then I, I went right back to Thielen. More receptions, more yards yeah, than, than I just Diggs think Cousins trusts Thielen more over the middle of the field, and that just creates more yards. It creates more catches. And now that both Yahoo and ESPN have at least some form of PPR as their standard league setting, right. I think that just means that Thielen is the better
1: value pick. The best ability. Is availability, yeah, and Thielen is available for more games than Stefan Diggs, who generally misses time in his career. So if you're just gonna go on a tiebreaker, there, that's the one that I lean on.
2: And if your tiebreaker is the Diggs catch that beat the Saints two years ago, I got to okay honest. I, that I'm that okay with that.
0: <laughs> or the Geico commercial.
2: Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's <laughs> a great Geico commercial.
0: It's top notch. It really is top notch. Uh, are there any teams that you just said no? Nah, I'm good. Like, no, Tennessee,
2: um, Tennessee, I'm not drafting any part of their passing game.
0: Uh, the Redskins.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Washington's a good one.
0: Redskins, everything. Cause there are some running back uh, intrigue there. You know, mid- there's too many of them,
2: though.
1: for right? me. Yeah. I'm out on them. I know Don likes guys, even in week one. I do. Um, I don't think it's a crazy thing to like, but I'm out on the Redskins. Um,
2: They're going to be terrible. Yeah, and like Miami's going to be really bad too, but that is weirdly a very good thing for a guy like Kenyon Drake, who's probably going to get a lot of catches when they're playing catch up. Yeah,
1: so it's almost worse to be okay than it is to be terrible. Yeah. Right? So yeah. the Titans last year are a playoff team, but Marcus Mariota doesn't throw a touchdown pass in half of the games that he appeared in.
2: He had thirteen. To- he hit thirteen.
1: And the Washington Redskins bind for only six. I think it was either sixteen or eighteen, and yeah. even number in that range of passing touchdowns for the season. Yeah. So it's like. Even in that 2QB league that we mentioned earlier, it's like, what help would it be to get either of those quarterbacks? It's no help. It's backwards progress. Right. So when you're stuck in that no man's land, um, it can be devoid of fantasy value. And we tend to avoid it. Oh, yeah.
2: That's that's really it, though, because like even like a team I really don't like this year is the Giants. But I mean, how could you go against taking Saquon? If with one of the first four picks in the draft. Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram looks like he's going to have a monster season right now. People
1: poo-poo the offense of the Baltimore Ravens, but that is not us. And that's where we strive. <laughs> that study. is not us. Yeah, honestly, I was surprised how early
0: Lamar went in all my drafts. Lamar went nice and early. And I think Sorry
2: about that's on us.
0: Yeah, that is on us. <laughs> I was I was hoping to get him in like you know ten plus. He was going like eight nine I think in a lot of my drafts. That's yeah, crazy. yeah,
2: but he slipped through the cracks in a few of them. Uh, I was I was still able to get him like thirteenth round, fourteenth yeah. round in two of the leagues I'm in. So I, think I was, like, you had to get lucky, but I, you, I did in a couple. I was
1: mad. <laughs>
2: once you get so past mad. like Matt Ryan in the quarterback pool, he's like QB seven right now. Like and even really probably QB six now that Luck retired. But like once you got past him. It was a coin flip whether every other quarterback got drafted or not. Right, and in some cases, yeah. like it was just worse. Like Matt Stafford, I think got drafted in like one of our three, one of my six
0: leagues. Right. Man. Well, that's a crazy good point. So I'm looking at a recap of one of my drafts, like just for reference points. Matt Ryan got picked with the first pick in the eighth round. The rest of that round, there was four more quarterbacks who went. Yep. Like it just Matt. It someone picked like Matt West, Ryan,
2: Kyler Murray, Cam, Cam,
0: two, Russell Wilson. Two out of three ain't bad. Uh, Ed yep. Baker Mayfield in there, and you got all four. Uh, that,
2: oh, Matt Ryan went ahead of Baker in that league.
0: W- one pick, one pick before savvy. him. Savvy. Well, what happens is with you say people savvy, who, savvy or savage? Savvy. I guess both, both would uh, work though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right. Well, what happens with people is they look at their team in the eighth round and they say, "Oh, I need to fill out my starting lineup." You know, I oh, need God. to, I need to get my starting players in, and that's not right. That's the time to strike. Like that's the optimal time to take these players who have a huge upside that people are kind of sleeping on. While the, all these other guys pass on the quarterback, or while these all these other guys take quarterbacks, to tight ends pass on them and load up the D.D. Westbrook round.
0: Yeah, and yeah. that was the perfect segue, Scott. That was like literally the next question I had. I was like, round six through ten, like who were your guys? Is just if you like them, take them around earlier than maybe you should. Like who are you taking those swings on six through ten that are not I quarterbacks? Mean, there,
2: there was a bunch of guys. Um, James White was a great one in the sixth round. So wait, not the first him, like, round for James White. No. Yeah, not the first <laughs> round. Most most drafts, he actually made it all the way to the sixth round. Uh, our boy, Dede Westbrook, we absolutely love and shower praise on all the time. Uh, Marvin Jones, uh, Geronimo with, Allison. You got away with murder drafting Larry Fitzgerald because his ADP in Yahoo was like in the hundreds. Another and it, guy, like, he was a fine pick in the seventh round. Uh, Kenny Kenyon Drake was a great one, too. Yeah. That kind of fell forever. And now you're hearing reports that he's just going to get absolutely fed. So you're, you really got to you got a potential, you know, RB one uh caliber guy and <laughs> <round> <laughs> from a volume six, perspective like, in the eighth round with him. Round six you could have gotten a guy like Philip Lindsay. And I know like everybody's saying it's going to be a timeshare in Denver, but Philip Lindsay was still a top ten running back last year. Yeah. So if you even if like you were probably taking him as your third or fourth running back potentially, like that's an unbelievable value on a guy who was literally one of the ten best players at his position last year.
0: Yeah. I mean he, he he's a weird one for me because, like you said, he's so I th- weird. His floor is. I don't is, know how I feel
2: about him either. I feel like his floor is pretty talent. strong.
0: Like his floor is not bad, right? So you take him, and you'll probably be pleased. But he's just not going to live up to what he did last year. I guess exactly. I, think, I
2: think People are afraid that they're going to take him, and he's not going to give him what he gave him last year. But he doesn't have to. Like I went
1: from number one fan to biggest hater, zero shares to completely out. <laughs>
2: Yeah. yeah, real fast. So, Like, no brainer. That's Tom's keeper to like absolute mayhem on the day of keeper. <laughs> announcements. It was tough. It was tough. I felt bad for him.
0: Uh, let's. I did. Let's touch on a few things that have to do. I know uh, this is not Don's favorite. It could be Don's favorite or least favorite part of the pod. But I want to keep it true to the title of this podcast, Sports Blog New York. Who are some of the New York team? fantasy players that you would actually be happy to have on your team outside of Saquon and Evan Engram and Le'Veon Bell?
2: Eli Manning. <laughs> <laughs> no um, ah, gotcha. I actually... I have Andrew. Luck. I had Andrew Luck in my dynasty league, and he retired, so I had to pick up Eli Manning. <laughs> so uh, what? Much- there was nobody else. There was no. There was league. no one it's else. A dynasty leagues. So a lot of people have two quarterbacks. I, of course, don't. Some have two quarterbacks. Have so when your Jerks. quarterback surprise retires in the middle of the night, you know you got to pick up. Fifteen minutes Eli. after you record your podcast, you got to pick up Eli to you know patch it together. But uh,
1: you got Brissett too.
2: Yeah, I got Brissett too, who just signed. So you know, real, real. Yeah. Feeling real confident about that. Uh, honestly, though, like I, I don't want any wide receiver on the Giants. Uh, I saw a lot of people drafting Golden Tate. I think that's just what? a waste of a roster spot. He's out for the first four weeks. The suspension already got the uh, the appeal of his suspension already got turned down. Like, like let don't take him. Maybe he looks good and you can pick him up week six after the guy who drafted him cut him. But like Sterling Shepard made some strides last year. But again, like they're tied to Eli Manning. Like, so I'm I- not.
1: Buying into I I agree all. with what you said about Golden Tate, maybe just not like the tone. Yeah. Because it's like if you draft him, you're going to probably wind up dropping him for all the new sexy so guys that come it? on, so it's like there's there's really no point because he's not going to net you any points or help you out. Someone else will drop him and then you can add him. Yeah. And Golden Tate can be useful to you, probably especially in PPR formats. Um I totally love Robbie Anderson this year. Yeah. I was going
2: to say he he just never fell in a spot where I could get him. But I really wanted him this year because yeah. like, we we love him. They
1: want to diversify his route tree, and I think they're smart, too. I think he's a really talented wide receiver, and I don't think he has to be this long ball nine route guy. And we've seen him not do that before is the funny thing, yeah. right? So they just got to unlock that and get the plays called right for him. Down this stretch, Sam Darnold and him really had a better connection when Sam Darnold was the number one uh, graded quarterback for pro football focus. Right. For like the last four, he finally started
2: slinging it. Yeah, Darnold's a nice like bench guy. If you're in a two quarterback league, I really like his upside this year. In
1: the episode (laughs) we just uh, made, we said it's a shame that his week one matchup isn't so great because then he would be really be in contention to be drafted as a guy as a streamer with upside that maybe you just hang on to. And then um, kind of like Golden Tate, uh, don't draft Chris Herndon, but don't forget about him. Yeah, the guy suspended, but he was a great tight end in the Jets system. A lot
2: of a lot of weeks in like the top. Six or seven tight ends. Yeah, so
1: you could go crazy. You could go, you know, Tyler Eifert. You could go Greg Olson. You could go. Survive two weeks for me, Mark Andrews. You know, a lot of these guys that are just rentals. And then you can go Chris Herndon. Pick him up in week three before he comes back, and then you you don't even have to spend a waiver claim. And uh, And we figured out those first couple weeks with those new sexy guys that you took instead of Golden Tate. Do you
2: count Buffalo as part of the sports blog New York umbrella, Pete? Oh, absolutely. Of course. I thought you were just (laughs) handing them over to Canada. Um, (laughs) Josh Allen, an interesting quarterback. Um, Devin Singletary, obviously the running back that everybody's super excited about. The Ruts boys in particular are kind of pumping the brakes on him, especially week one.
1: Just I like because they enough.
2: cut shady doesn't mean they're going to give him twenty five carries against the Jets. Yeah, they've already uh, said it's going to be by committee. Yeah, another but we were, throw in for the Jets too. Jamison Crowder, full PPR leagues, he might yeah. end up. They've said that he's going to catch hundred balls. Is, we'll see about that, but you know, which they he's said never it.
0: done, by the way. They did say it though. Yeah. Well, you know, um, people say a lot of things. That's true. <laughs> that's but did Jameson fair. Crowder, I feel like he could actually be a similar type to Sterling Shepard, where you're not going to get flashy twenty five point games very often, but he might just sit at eleven. All the time, like that, in a a full point PPR, and that's a guy who, in the eighth round, if you're not looking to take a big swing, he's a guy I was happy to say, oh, you know, I'll grab him. If my you guys get hurt,
2: even longer to get
0: Crowder too. That's the
2: crazy part about his <laughs> his ADP this summer. It's been super late.
1: Yeah, and don't forget that's Adam GaSe running the offense, and he's the man who made Jarvis Landry the uh, the one yard wonder. <laughs> oh. <up>. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so the we, king of eight for sixty three and a touchdown. We
1: could have a Jarvis Landry Jr., a little juice Jr. That's what I'm hands.
0: thinking, man. I like that. I like to hear that since I took him. Um, <laughs> but all right, so now let's talk like late round. Let's talk. You actually, you know, did take your quarterback in the twelfth round. You have a tight end, and now it's just like the thirteenth round, and you're just like, you know what, this guy is most likely not gonna be on my roster in three weeks, but he might be sick. Like, who's this guy
1: for you? Uh, Justin Jackson.
2: Justin Jackson's great because he's a gonna thousand be the, times uh, over. He's just, gonna be the run first running back for the Chargers while Melvin Gordon's out, and like. You, we literally don't know when he's coming back at this point. A guy that I really like taking if I was in like a savvy league where a lot of like the upside guys were taken around earlier than I would have imagined. I really enjoyed getting Alexander Madison, the Who? guy from the backup to uh, Dalvin Cook in Minnesota. Really? The coaches that. have been talking him up like nobody's business. Dalvin Cook hasn't played a full season of football dating back to his junior year of college. Wow. And so. If you have him there, it looks like they're going to commit to him if Dalvin Cook is out. And, and who knows? You know, it's a long season. They might even be splitting work by the end of the year. You don't know. And he was a handcuffed kind of guy who really has a lot of upside to get a couple of starts for you that he was free. Like, I think I took him in two leagues and in every other league. He wasn't drafted. He, i yeah.
0: never heard of him.
1: I didn't even know who he there was. There you go. He's a very similar talent to Latavius Murray, who he's theoretically replacing. So right. um they wouldn't have to change much to work him in. They just have to get him used to it. And they do like him. So if I had Dalvin Cook and it's week, you know, three and I got away with not having Alexander Madison. It's time to add him. It's time to add him because yep. that uh, that knee is shaky.
2: <laughs> and we love the we love the rookies in the late tight ends this year. Darren Waller of Oakland, oh, yeah. TJ Hawkinson in Detroit. Darren
1: Waller, not you know he's not a rookie, though. Right. But no offense. Yeah. He's an old a man. Guy.
2: And Noah Fant um, as well. Uh, Just like some some nice upside guys who have kind of been, you know, our, our backup plan when, you know, Greg Olson gets taken. I Jack Doyle, full right. point.
0: Yeah, Jack PPR. Doyle. There you yeah, go. this is more of a personal question, just because I I kind of kept an eye on him late in the in the draft. Did we
2: get the appetizers first, Pete. Come on. <laughs>
1: I thought <laughs> did we, we get did a, something in my belly.
0: I thought we got a couple appetizers in already. I thought we already got <laughs> you know half the yeah. dinner going. The pasta yeah. dish at least got served already.
1: This is actually <laughs> yeah. dessert.
0: Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> how, how do we feel about uh, Mikol Hardman? I think he's like
2: a, a guy that at the end of the drafts was an amazing pickup, and a guy that I think you go ahead and you roster him before the games start on Sunday, and you just see what happens because he could be the kind of guy that could rip off some really interesting plays. And I think he could have a really interesting usage as well. What's also nice about him is that he can be used in that gadgety way, but like, you know, speaking of shaky knees and shaky feet, uh, Sammy Watkins is not exactly. Uh, very healthy all the time Oof. either. And then he, then he ends up, what, just as the outside receiver for the Chiefs? Okay, that's not bad. So there's a lot of avenues for McCall Hardman to score fantasy points. And then in that offense, I think he's a great investment. Yeah, and even if he doesn't, even if Sammy Watkins does stay healthy, like I see McCall Hardman as a guy who, if you know that you're stricken with buys in a particular week, McCall Hardman's a guy that might be floating out on the waiver wire that you can plug and play. And if he hits a 56-yard yarder yard tud, like w. he's a legend for you. For life. Oh yeah, that guy you know? can burn. Like if he can just break one and give you a win because of it, he, that's that's exactly the he's exactly that kind he of guy.
1: Personifies a late round
0: flyer. Yeah. Oh yeah. And clock. Uh, and Sammy Watkins personifies only if he. This might be the year. Like only if he's healthy. That that's yeah. he's first team, but only if he's healthier. But only if he Absolutely. gets in part of the offense. I don't touch him right. ever. If he has yeah. the, the best year of all time right now, I would still be happy. I didn't take him. Yeah, can, you can't I fell do it. For
2: it. Where I, th- I was like, oh yeah, like he statted out to like seventy catches for a thousand yards and six touchdowns. If you take out the two games that he was like in and out of because he hurt his ankle or whatever, and I was like,
1: why am I doing this? He you know? had a thousand <laughs> yards is when he was younger, you know. Yeah, I- was I good. Am, yeah, I'll be the Sammy Watkins truther till the cows come home, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't pick him anywhere this year. Um, he's just he is what he is.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Next question, and possibly last fantasy question before I have some last-minute stuff to talk about. Um, if there's some smart fantasy players out here, they are happy with the streaming quarterback option, right? Oh. I took it on in only one league because I accidentally got Big Ben so late, I'm probably not going to drop him. But there may be some matchups I don't play him and just stream someone for a week. Who knows? Absolutely. But oh, who, yeah. who are some of these week one quarterback stream guys who are you're just saying, let him rip, he'll do better than you expect?
2: Uh, we we actually talked about this a little bit uh, on the episode that we just recorded, but uh, our official pick is Matthew Stafford. Yeah. I love it.
0: Every, I, he's undrafted in, in every league.
2: league. We love him. He plays Arizona, whose secondary resembles that of a middle school football team, and they're hurt. They're hurt. They're all hurt.
1: You know, no Patrick Peterson. Apparently,
2: he's going up against this offense that's going to revolutionize the NFL. Which you know, either it works, or he, and he's going to have to keep pace with it, or. They're going to be off the field very quick, and Stafford's going to be thrown against entire defense. And a lot of I'll take uh, my chances on either, but in a, in a lot of my leagues, I went uh, like Tom Brady was unowned, yeah, and he <laughs> owns the Steelers, yeah, 300 the Steelers three hundred yards and three touchdown average in the so, last eight games. So he's games a fine streamer pick too, but I don't know, he, he might not. In other leagues, I feel like he's got to be. And owned, honestly, right? Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo against the
0: Bucks, great one.
2: I know his preseason tape was horrible. But he's playing the worst
0: defense in the I league. Mean, that game could just be 40 to 40. Like, Easily. <laughs> it could be yeah, a shit as it, show. As long
2: as there's no hurricane in Florida, Kirk Cousins against Atlanta.
0: Tampa. There's a bunch.
2: Yeah, Kirk, uh, Nick Foles even against Kansas City at
1: home. Kirk versus Atlanta, I like. And if you want to get really anxious about it, you can go Mitch Trubisky on Thursday night. If you after. just need some oh, action. Yeah. Oof. At, at oh. Field, I, I'm a big fan of Mitch Trubisky this year. Oh. I love the last Mitch laughter. Trubisky
2: had as many 30-point games last year as Drew Brees.
0: Mitch
1: Trubisky stats.
2: lays it down. Stats. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, yeah, I loves Mitch Trubisky. The Mitch thing I did not see coming, I will say. That's one of the offenses <laughs> I don't prefer to take from. And even though one of my leagues, I ended up with Cohen and Trey Burton, so I'd hated myself for it. But the Bears offense is one of those <laughs> you better, ones. <laughs> you
2: better be glued to your phone uh, on Thursday then because he might not play Trey Burton. Yeah, oh,
0: yeah, I'm ready. I'm prepared. I, Waller's so far, actually funny, Waller's funny hanging offense. around in my waiver wire right now. So Wall, oh, Waller I'll might be he my might guy. He's
2: going to be out there, too.
0: He, he is. And Matt Stafford-Hawkinson little combo, boom, boom. Dude, oh, that, yeah, that's a baby. That might be Boy, it. <laughs> 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 and quick shout-out to uh, what you get from the Run Up the Score Fantasy Football podcast. You don't just get great insight for fantasy football. You get good humor and some sneaky great fantasy football team names.
2: And occasionally a presidential candidate may stop in and give you his fantasy football advice. There's going to be a revolution in kickers this year. I'm looking very much forward to All right, Bernie, that's, to... enough. that's enough. That's enough. That's
0: enough. That's enough. Uh, the, the Bernie Sanders is here. But who knew Bernie was such a big fantasy football fan? I mean, I, I think he's – We have his... him on
2: retainer, so like whenever we need him, we just say, come on out, Bernie and he – Wheels himself
0: out. I, I, I'm for not one. sure he gets okay. the uh, – he doesn't really get the auction draft style. as He thinks all the players should be free, but – Right. You exactly.
1: know? <laughs> snake, snake draft only. It's very socialist. <laughs> yeah.
2: Bernie Sanders wants the league champion to pay for the food at the Random draft the order. Year. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, gosh. That's good. Uh, so, Don Wagonblast, Scott Blast, Tom Hillier here with me. Y'all have been awesome. One last question. Uh, well, two, I guess, technically. Because we oh. talked about this before the the pod, I just wanted to throw it in there. Stay true, to the sports blog New York. Uh, let's start with the the less laughable team, and we'll talk about the Jets for a hot second. Um, the Jets. Uh, some people think they're sneaky. I think their over under is set at um, what is it, seven and a half, which is kind of high. They're they're looking at the eight and eight, nine and seven, maybe sneaky, sneaky. I don't know if yeah. I see that, but I think a lot of people think they're frisky, and I can get behind the frisky status for the Jets. Uh, I think we have one Jets fan on the Ruts FF podcast. Two two, Two Jets fans. Me
2: me and Tom are both Jets fans. We're excited. My allegiance uh, can be bought. Trying to temper temper expectations. I think the offense is going to be probably one of the best Jet offenses we've seen in years. Obviously, we're hoping Le'Veon Bell just ignites it. And I think that he will. He's a really dynamic player. And... It seems like Adam Gase, Adam Gase is saying, like, this is the best running back I've ever seen. So all the stuff he said in, in the past seems like it's there in the past and now in the future. They're gonna really, really lean on him. And I think it will really work to Sam Darnold's benefit. I mean, the defense yeah. has added pieces, they've paid for pieces as well. So I think everything's going in the right direction. Do I think they make the playoffs? No. But do I think they're much but much more improved than they were last year for sure? This seems to be the trend where like every year there's a second year quarterback that just takes off. You know, like two years ago, it was Goff and Wentz. Last year, we saw Mitch Trubisky take a really Deshaun big step to Sean Watson as well. Like, why can it not be Sam Darnold? Well, hey, I've and that's got... kind of how I've been looking at the Jets this year. Like Scott and Tom have been jokingly been saying like the Jets are going to the Super Bowl. Like they play four games against Miami and Buffalo. They right. could win all four of those. And even if they get swept by the Patriots, they're still four and two in the division. And then, you know, they're looking at a third place schedule. Yeah, it be and busy. and their outside opponents like the Jets have a shot at the playoffs. Why not?
1: I say smash that over because the <laughs> Bears in the uh, free agency a couple of years ago they spend a league high two hundred something million. And they improved by seven wins. Wow! The Jets crazy. go out and they spend two hundred million, mostly on Le'Veon Bell. Yes. Uh, <laughs>
2: C.J. Mosley, though. You know, yeah.
1: let's let's give them some benefit of the doubt. Maybe not all seven, right? Right. But somewhere in that range, you improve the record. The Jets were not pathetic, and uh, they're not removed from pretty decent seasons. And an Austin Safarian catch away from. Beating the Pats, clipping the Patriots, <laughs> yeah,
0: and you just think- you just stuck a knife in the heart of Jets fans by bringing up that play.
1: But I'm a Jets fan. <laughs> <it> to himself, <laughs> uh, are-
0: and Austin Safarian Jenkins, fantasy owner, which is much
2: more
1: important to yes. us. <laughs> yeah, hell yes. Yeah, and they, that that should have counted, man. I, it should have. But here's the thing, you know, the Jets fans, we are the downtrodden, but this year we will we will be we will be good. Smash that over. Yeah. Um, life's too short for put
0: that. a number on it. I love it. I, it's, I mean. Nine wins? I don't know. Yeah,
1: ten and six. Who cares?
0: Play- nine.
1: I'll go nine.
0: They're they're playing for a playoff spot, week seventeen. How about that? Just under for yes. me. Seven and nine.
1: Double digits would double digits would be a treat.
0: That would be yeah. that would be off the charts. I mean, it, it, it's the perfect thing. Every team right now who doesn't have a thirty five year old quarterback who's just the franchise guy like the Steelers and the Chargers and whatever, like they all are trying to get a rookie quarterback who they like yeah. enough to spend all the money on everyone else. Like right. it's the reason your why the Cowboys are being so like hesitant.
2: Yeah. Like right now your quarterback is either over 30 or under 25. It's yeah, cr- it's, it's crazy. The stat yeah. is Dynamic insane. It's so crazy because it's like in the past you'd think you'd want a veteran quarterback, but yeah. now it kind of seems like, no, let me get a really good rookie quarterback yeah. that I can put in a system that's kind of tailor made for them. Load the team up with all the cap space I have before it's their payday. Yep.
0: yep. Is Russell Wilson? He was the last one who wasn't thirty. Who was like a real franchise quarterback? Like, I think he was yeah. the only one. Like all, every other quarterback who's twenty-five to thirty is just not the guy you want to be your quarterback. Right? It's just not. Yeah, yeah, not right now.
2: I think Rodgers is like thirty-five
0: now. They Matt checked Ryan's out on Russell for
2: long enough. Yeah, yeah, they did.
0: Sheesh! So Should have had
2: two Super Bowls out of it too.
0: Let's go, let's go, Jets! You know I'm a Giants fan, so I'll put my legions out there, but I'm pro Jets. You know I think it's. Uh, they're when they could be an effective offensive team, and their defense is flying around. Like they're a fun team. That's Jeff football, if you if you will. So hopefully they're they're fun, and they cool give the us jerseys. give us one team and New Jerseys, yeah. Give us one team to uh, look forward to seeing play in New York. Because the Giants, on the other hand, <sighs> that Don, <is>. so that, <laughs> just go yeah. Don, just go off.
2: <laughs> so the Giants, have... Are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> so the Giants' entire plan this year, and correct me if I'm wrong, the Giants' plan this year seems to be. We're going to hope that Saquon Barkley can handle 400 touches and not break down. And that somehow that will equate to a team that's probably around 500 that meet, which means that they will be contending for the NFC East. And there's no way that that's going to happen. Their defense is worse. Eli Manning's a year older you can tell me everything you want about the improvements they made to the offensive line. But that was the same thing that giants fan were telling me last year. And that line was horrible. So, you know, if listen, if Saquon Barkley is truly the savior of New York, then, then I'm fine with it. But if that's your plan, then you don't have a good plan.
1: Those thighs can take a beating. That's right. They're going to have to,
2: but they can't since, um, what's his face. Gettleman took over. The giants have done the most giants thing possible at every turn right so to me the most giants thing that can happen this season is is they suck baby they get the number one overall (laughs) pets and they pass on tua because they still believe in daniel
0: jones and that's (laughs) what i hope happens
1: Daniel jones looking good out there yeah he's (sighs)
0: slinging man he's slinging can you guys do me a favor as a podcast Can, can can you commit to calling him dan jones why yeah, he,
1: of course. I don't think we'll have to talk about him very much. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, we're good for, like, months on him. Yeah, we can you handle that. Could, you could have just said yes, actually, 100%. Um, I um, actually
2: don't think the Giants are going to be terrible. I think they're going to be competitive. Uh, they're going to lean on, on Saquon, obviously, as they should. Uh, Evan Ingram, I think, is in store for a monster season. And, you know... Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard aren't bad. So offensively, they're not terrible. Obviously, defensively, it looks like they're going to struggle. They have a young defense. But, you know, over the course of the season, that can get stronger. I'm going to put them at 6-11. and 11. Wow. So, I'm sorry, 6-10 and 10, and surprise people a little bit. 3-13. and 13.
0: Yeah, well, no, this is the, the telltale fact that you guys are not actual Giants fans. Because if it's going to go the <laughs> worst way possible, this is how it's going to happen. We're going to be 1-4. <laughs> right, yeah. we're in backs against By the way, wall. I think
2: that one win is week one against the Cowboys. I I am like really convinced that they're going to beat the Cowboys week one. Why? I I can't I say
0: know. I can't say I agree.
2: It's the Giants.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, you never know. Then then honestly, that's another options. Like, oh, they win week one. Oh my God, they're they're back, and then they suck. But anyways, one in four after the first five games. Then it's like, you know what? They need to we just need to win out, get to five hundred, and we're gonna make a push. Then they're gonna win like two in a row. It's like, yo, the Giants have a chance to be back in the race and then boom, lose the rest of the games for the rest of the season. <laughs> and then win week seventeen to ruin their pick. That's just yeah. what's gonna happen. Like that's how yeah. it works for the Giants when they're bad.
2: And Deshaun Jackson's back on the Eagles, so you know he's gonna do something oh crazy against them.
1: Oof. Oh, Oh, yeah. Doesn't he have their number, huh? Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: and also, you didn't mention, and I didn't mention, that on top of them being a not a good football team, the Eagles, I think, are awesome, and the Cowboys are very good. They have yes. an- The Eagles
2: are awesome when Carson – but but they don't – like, the Eagles are going to be awesome if Carson Wentz stays healthy, which he's never done, and now they don't have foals.
1: Don's a hater, by the way, if you but, haven't figured that out. Yeah, if you haven't pieced But that I agree. Like, I do
2: think Philadelphia <laughs> takes the East – and, I mean, in the AFC East, how do you not take the Patriots at this point?
1: You take the Jets, baby. You take the Jets. What do you do, baby?
2: You probably can't get much better odds than going against the Patriots.
0: It's not good. But then AFC you're, just, you're just burning money because they're going to win the division again.
2: That is also true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just bet the Patriots to win the Super Bowl now. It's the best odds you'll get. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. It's so, it's, uh, you know, we'll see. I am so excited though. I just ended on a negative note thinking about the giants. I am so excited for tonight's game. Since podcast will be coming out on Thursday, That's day right, of the just Packers think, and Bears lineups.
2: Just think about opening play. Number one, Aaron Rodgers sticks it in Aaron Jones's gut, pulls it back out and sh- throws a strike for a 75 yard touchdown to Devontae Adams. You heard it here first. And just, it's just, just relish in the fact that football is back because, it's truly the most wonderful time of the year.
0: Wow. The weather's going to get a little bit cooler. You can throw on a hoodie if, if it so oh, pleases yeah. you. Not yet, but you know, a couple of weeks. I throw on a hoodie every day. I, don't know <laughs> <what I'm saying. laughs> I think you're wearing one right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I am. <laughs> Anything else that you guys want to uh, mention before we say goodbye here?
2: Run The score fantasy football podcast airs on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Check out rutsff.com for articles throughout the season. And, uh, Thank you so much, Pete, for having us.
0: Oh, it's a pleasure every single time we get to chat on the podcast. And I'll just throw this tidbit in on another reason to listen to to your guys' show. I mean, the draft is important, right? You need to get all the tidbits and the angles and the whatnot before your draft. But your league just, like, has 10%. You're ten percent into your league. You drafted a team. Begun. You're
1: so right. You have you're to. So if you right.
0: don't wheel and deal the waiver wire, you're gonna lose. Like unless yep. the you have the most perfect season of all time, which doesn't exist. So check out the run up the score for any football podcast. Know who to pick up on Wednesdays and just fucking crush it for the whole season. It's pretty simple.
1: Absolutely. Yes, that we will is. Guide the move. You. We'll That's guide
0: it. Will
2: guide you, weary travelers.
0: So, check them out on Twitter at RutsFF, at Why So Serious, that's Don, at Tom Hillier, oh, just sorry, at HillierFF, and at WagsFF. Check them all out on Twitter. I'll tweet them all out, and we're going to have a good time this football season, as always. Good luck yes. this year, Pete. Let's watch some football
2: together, all right?
0: That's it. Sportsbook Never Podcast. Thank you all for listening.